This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. I know that the water issues have really, uh, you know, uh, concerned many people. We are even seeing visuals. We saw visuals from the Helen Joseph Hospital, for example. People said to be ordering water online. Mr. Hugo, good morning. Welcome to Power Talk. Good morning. Perhaps uh, let me give you an opportunity to just state, because Randwater and Joburg Water did issue a, a statement uh, on Wednesday explaining some of the events that have led to the crisis. Can you just take our listeners through to uh, what are the issues that you are grappling with as Johannesburg Water, and uh, when can we see some resolution to the critical uh, issues that you are dealing with, particularly, uh, you know, you spoke about the Aikenhof pumping station, and you spoke about a, a, a water Water treatment plant in Ferenheng, which was affected uh, by um, uh, some shutdown and power failure. Yes. Oh, thank you very much for the opportunity. Maybe I could start, you know, when the situation started was around the 18th, 19th of May, when Randwater was busy with routine valve maintenance on the Aikenhof pump station. And after the maintenance was carried out, the inflow, you know, towards Joburg, you know, we procure bulk clean water from, from Randwater. Yes. The inflow towards Joburg, supplying our Crosby, our Brixton and our Hurstil Reservoir uh, was, uh, you know, not, not, not sufficient to keep up with supply. And, and during that period, we did certain uh, configurations so that we can increase. And the reservoirs was busy building up capacity. Hence, uh, you know, after after that routine shutdown to start getting in the water supply into the areas was busy, uh, you know, going in the right direction. We built capacity and we started feeding uh, the, the specific areas. However, then just the weekend after that, we were plagued by when load shedding started. We mm. had a ne- negative impact on our capa- uh, pumping capacity, which then all the gains that we've we've made in recovering the system, you know, we were put on the back foot. Um, Luckily, you know, the load shedding was something we could dealt with. We started the process again. But then last weekend, the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, the 28th and the the 29th and the 30th of of May, is when there was a major power failure at the Randwater Aikenhof pump station, which then, um, and this Aikenhof pump station is basically providing water to the west of Joburg, Randburg, Ruedepoort, Soweto, Mughali City, all the way to Rustenburg. And those two days of of, of, of of inability to pump actually had a, a, a severe impact on our already vulnerable um, Crosby, Brixton and Hurstil systems to the extent that the reservoirs ran dry. And we only started in the process again on Monday to start recuperating um, those reservoirs. So basically, you know, what caused this thing, you know, there was maintenance that is required that needs to be done. We were in the process of recovery, but then unfortunately we sat with load shedding as well as certain power failures that then then plagued the system and then it put our efforts to recover the system on the back foot. Uh, What I can say, you know, we've done all the changes again and we're currently monitoring the system very closely. And if there's no external challenges, you know, we're going in the right direction. And as we said on Wednesday, I think between the three, five, between three and five days, we should be back to normal. So we're looking towards the end of the weekend that normal supply should be uh, restored, you know, in the system. Although still vulnerable, but, you know, it, uh, supply can happen. It seems as if part of that vulnerability comes from what is described by some as an ailing or aged infrastructure. I mean, uh, some reports saying that you would need about 2 billion rands a year to maintain or replace about 12,200 
288 kilometers of water networks and 11,710 kilometers of sewer networks. How bad is the situation of this infrastructure and where should you be getting this money from? Yeah, no, I think definitely, you know, everybody sits with with eight infrastructure and and therefore from a job of water point of view, we've got specific programs to replace this infrastructure, you know, on on an annual basis, Um, you know, and our budget is specifically structured to start off there looking at ailing infrastructure and replace them. Yes, you know, I think in, in, in South Africa, you know, nobody's got enough money and then the processes will go slower than what you expected. But it's something that we do do. In this specific case, um, you know, although the infrastructure is old, I think it is not related necessarily to infrastructure failure, but more to the, 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 the coming together of certain external events, you know, that then cause, you know, as the reservoirs was recovering, you know, that, uh, you know, that the external factors then, then, then limited the, the recovery period. Um, talking about uh, the money, where it comes from, you know, as any institution, as any local government, you know, people pay their rates and taxes, yes. you know, and that is where the money comes from, you know, that enable us to, to renew and replace our infrastructure, you know, uh, on an annual basis. But, I mean, uh, when we look at the situation where you probably have a lot of work to do and your revenue from your residents might not be meeting your demands, is the scope uh, for you to get a specialized grant, whether from National Treasury or from the city of Johannesburg itself? Remember, you know, we're part of the city of Johannesburg yes. and that is how the, the funding comes through. And yes, we do. You know, you get, do get grant funding and there's different uh, funding mechanisms that the city, you know, em- employs to obtain the money. You know, rates and taxes is one of them. That's your own funding. You can get loans from normal banks, uh, you know, and then you also get grant funding from, from national and provincial government to do certain things specifically related to um, um, infrastructure. Now, let's look at the situation we saw, I mean, outside Helen Joseph Hospital, people having to ship in their own water. It doesn't send a good message at all. Um, What are you probably thinking of doing as Joburg Water to safeguard some of these key institutions? I mean, we've seen the gift of the givers now intervening at the Rahima Musa Mother and Child Hospital in Coronationville as well. Yes. What we've done as Johannesburg Water and the city of Johannesburg is at both hospitals, the Helen Joseph as well as the Rahima Musa <coughs> hospitals, we've placed now high pressure pumping units at the, at the ground floor of the hospitals outside that will then enable us to pump water to the header tanks. And what we can do, Rima Musa, and the, the, the water is then being uh, pr- uh, transported through mobile water tankers, 16,000 liter water tankers that we then uh, subtract, ab- abstract the water from and then pump it into the header tanks. And although this process started, uh, you know, uh, two weeks ago already, we actually ramped that up from Monday where we do it on a 24 hour basis. And at this stage, it's v- working very well, you know, where we can actually supplement the tanks to, to full capacity and the reservoir uh, and the hospital having water you know, from Riyama Musa. Similar exercises happening at Helen Joseph. The only thing what we're also fortunate of the Helen Joseph Hospital is, is that there is a the Brixton Tower Zone, or as a difference, a water supply zone, is bordering uh, the hospital. Mm. And there is uh, where we can actually then suck from this specific uh, reservoir zone through a fire hydrant and then pump them that, pump the water directly into the header tanks to provide water, you know, to them. 
We currently also got, you know, 24-hour inspectors, or we've got people that's monitoring the situation in collaboration with the maintenance people of the hospitals to make sure that, you know, the tanks gets, you know, uh, the, the tanks gets filled up frequently, as well as that we sustain those levels so there's no um, water interruptions, you know, to the hospital while we're recovering our reservoirs. We are looking at issues affecting water, particularly in Gauteng, but zoning in on the work of the Joburg Water with the General Manager for Operations, Etienne Hugo, there on the line with me. If you do have any question uh, for him, please do dial in on 0861-987-000. I know that some people do complain quite a lot about water cuts and sometimes not having enough water uh, pumping through their households at the required you know, consistency levels. But also some people who often call in and say, we report issues such as best pipes, but we don't see a turnaround in terms of responding to those and fixing it. Okay, the line is always 0861-987-000 to dial in right here on Power Talk. Power Talk with Lukona Mbini. Call Lukona on 0861-987-000. And of course, you can always tweet me at Lukonamguni, hashtag power talk. Uh, Mr. Hugo, just please do hold on the line. I've got Lira. Lira, good morning. Good morning, Lukonamguni. How are you? I'm well. How are you doing this morning? I'm good. Uh, Lukonamguni, I would love to report something from Mr. Hugo. Mm. Maybe he can actually help us. Just outside my complex and in, in Laser Park, Yes. there's a pipe that's been leaking. Mm. And when I reported it to the body corporate, they said it's from the fire extinguisher but they've reported it long time and it hasn't been fixed because i was concerned about the amount that we pay for water here in the complex yeah so i wanted to know is it not going to and how long has this leak been uh, going on for i think it's more than two months to three months now Mm. Yes. Okay. I will get uh, Mr. Hugo to respond to that, Lira. Thank you so much. And if there is a need, baby, uh, to connect you with him, we'll do so. Mr. Hugo, I mean, uh, what Lira is saying, uh, the question around, you know, uh, best uh, pipes, leaks, and so on, the lack of a speedy turnaround to respond to those, is this something that concerns you as Joe Begwater? See, response times will also concern, always concern us because, you know, when, when, when there's a burst pipe or there's a leak, it will implement on, it will impact on service delivery to the extent it can lead to no water for extended period of times, as well as it will lead to water loss, which we can't for, afford in this day and time. So it's therefore important, you know, for people to, to report these leaks specifically. Okay, in this case, it, it seems it goes through the body corporate, but also to the city uh, through the channel so that we can obtain reference numbers and we can actually act on these things within the agreed service standards you know that we do have with the city um so yeah so like i said it's, it's very important and and we also need to know about these instances where our response times on service li- delivery is not um, good enough because mm. we can always improve you know nobody's perfect we can always improve in 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 our response times and it's good to know these things and then act on them immediately okay uh, don good morning morning how are you i'm well how are you do- today I'm good. Uh, good morning, uh, 18. I just wanted to find out, um, does Joba Water or the city of Johannesburg communicate constantly on their social medias to inform residents of what's going on? Mm-hmm. Or is there any other way that they communicate with those who do not have social media? Okay. Uh, do you get affected by their lack of communication by any chance, Don? Yes. And what is the issue, if I may ask? Um, probably updates on what the water outage, how long it's going to take, 
mm. or anything that that can inform you as to what's going on. Okay. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Dawn. Let's go to Jerry quickly. Good morning, Jerry. Good morning. How are you, sir? I'm well. How are you today? I'm good, man. In our complex here, I'm staying in Rodeport. Yes. There are people. There are people who are who are using water, opening car washes. They are using clean water, and when you tell them to stop this, they are saying nobody's going to stop them. The human settlement is the only one that can stop them. And when people don't have water in hospitals, they are using clean water. Mm. When we try to stop them and say, "Hey, stop what you are doing," we get a bill for five hundred thousand. And they, they, they're still continuing. They're telling us, no, nobody's going to stop them. And this water is coming from the complex that was built by the human settlement. Mm, 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 yeah. Mm. Okay, I hear you, Jerry. Uh, Mr. Hugo, let me give you a chance to respond to Don and Jerry. Yes, okay, let's start off with a question from, from Don regarding the communication. Yes. yes and, and this, you know, I think social media is, is, is taking over how we communicate. You yeah. Know, Joe, usually through Twitter, the Facebook, and so forth. But what we also do is we usually keep the ward councillors, you know, up to date uh, of any planned shutdowns, emergency shutdowns, and so forth. So I would also, you know, if people don't necessarily have... Um, um, uh, access to social media all the time that they also you know get involved in their ward councils and their community structures because they do have that information that we we, we send through to them you know um in in um you know on what we're doing how we're doing it and specifically interruptions in services uh, regarding jerry you know it's, it's quite sad to hear what he's saying regarding people that doesn't take uh, regard for 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 clean drinking water and as he said you know currently you know we, we're still in level one restrictions you mm. know where water needs to be spare, used sparingly and, and if people just you know open up car washes left right and center where it's not supposed to it's a problem and i would ad- really advise jerry to report that through to the call center because then the joburg metro police can get involved you know and enforce bylaws on these um, um, illegal car washes or people opening up car washes, uh, you know, to, to clamp down on them and, and stop that activities. Okay. Uh, Masi Chaba joins us. Seems like you have not had water for a long time. Morning, guys. You know, Lukala, it's so unfortunate. I really do feel this water crisis, and I call it a crisis, is being very understated. Yeah. Uh, last two months ago, we sent through a memorandum of, uh, memorandum of demand to, to Dover Water demanding answers as to what's going on. We had not been having water for the last year. And, no, and, it, where, and where is that, Maschaba? In, in Jababu. It's either there's no water or there's low pressure in the in the reservoir. Mm. Only to find out that the reservoirs are broken. And fixing those reservoirs is millions and millions. So therefore, we must sit with businesses that we've invested in, but we don't have water. And someone wants to tell you about the township economy, but Meanwhile, we don't even have water to do basic things to run our business. Mm. To a point where I have to now consider moving, packing my, my bags and moving my entire business, which is very unfortunate because no one compensates me for that. Yeah. I'm spending almost 12,000 rand in finding a alternative water solution for my clients. That takes away from my profit. Big time. And you water is painful about them. Is that actually... uh, Master Chaba, I'm losing you there. 
But I think uh, your, your your question is well registered. I think you are driving. I mean, uh, Mr. Hugo, this is really a problem when business has to be affected, livelihoods on the line. Uh, what is the situation in Jabavu by any chance? If you have Jabavu, um, if my memory serves me right, Jabavu, and, and I can recall that we responded the other day to a query regarding Jabavu. Jabavu is being fed from our Jabulani reservoir within Soweto. And yes, uh, we currently started the process of fixing up the reservoir got a leak so therefore you can't fill it up to the top otherwise you will lost uh, lose water mm. so we've recently appointed a contractor who's going to start uh, to start they're actually already on site and the works uh, commenced of replacing the bypass of, of of the reservoir so we can provide constant water to to the residents while we take the reservoir out of commission and and uh, you know and and fix up uh, up the leak so that yeah. is a known fact to Joburg water as well as we, we we currently have a contract in place to fix that and uh, things should uh, start going better within the next six months but as a short term as well we've changed some of the configuration in 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 the supply of that area to improve you know from a poor or intermittent supply to at least low pressure supply to normal supply mm. you know uh, over the last uh, two three weeks I've got another question here on Twitter Ruse uh, is ask why is it that every night there is no water in Linasia South Orange Farm and surrounding areas he says every night without fail yeah in Linasia specifically I think it's also a well communicated um, a project that we're busy with in Linasia we sit with three reservoir complexes and uh, and 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 after the the, the Linasia high level reservoir complex is is quite uh, small so therefore uh, you know the demand on that reservoir is outstripping the supply that we can put into that reservoir and therefore we forced at night time to close off the reservoir to build capacity and then to open it up during the day so people you know can have water during the day but uh, similarly there um, i think they should be wary that we've already uh, almost uh, completing the building of a new reservoir there um, you know the pump station is already completed the reservoir is almost complete and the new main between the pump station and the and the reservoir is also in progress and then we're looking you know in the next i think september october this year that will be commissioned and then you know the system will be put back into into normal operations okay Before orange, orange farm yeah orange farm specifically there uh, we sit with a situation where demand is outstripping supply and the mm. biggest problem that we've got there it is um as uh, water as water demand management in a sense we've got a lot of properties which got private leaks on it so okay. therefore um the, the, the water is is, is is wasted so joburg water started already last towards the end of 2020 with the water demand management project where we're going around we replace the, the the normal reticulated infrastructure but as well as we're going into houses we retrofit those those, those leaking fittings so that we can start you know not losing the water and that will assist the reservoir to actually to to be to operate within the norm and the supply not um, or the demand not outstripping the supply. Absolutely. Before I let you go, there is also this issue where you know in some communities people start uh, digging their own boreholes to secure water, as you know these shortages are becoming common for them. Is this a concern for Joburg Water? Because I would imagine that uh, there must be some process for licensing as well uh, for boreholes. Yeah, see, when it gets to boreholes, it's not necessarily the competency or the, the, the mandate of Joburg Water as the water service provider. You know, uh, when, when people do, uh, uh, you know, want to dig or drill a borehole, they need to apply to the water uh, um, Department of Water and Sanitation, which then will basically give them a water use license. But also at the same time, they need to register that borehole to the city of Joburg uh, so that they can be record of, of you know, where is, is these uh, boreholes. 
But from a licensing point of view, it needs to go through to the Department of Water and Sanitation who will then grant them the license. Okay. Uh, Mr. Hugo, thank you so much for joining us this morning here on Power Talk. Thank you very much. That is General Manager for Operations at Joburg Water, Etienne Hugo, joining us just to talk us through some of the issues uh, that are there. I mean, water is life, we often say, and I don't think we can downplay the importance of water, but uh, it also affects people materially when uh, Maschaba tells us, you know, you can't be on the one hand talking about the township economy and then on the other hand not availing such critical resources sources as water. It is indeed a constitutional right, by the way, for people to have water. It's concerning uh, how we are so differentiated and at times it seems spatially differentiated and socioeconomically uh, differentiated in terms of who gets to access what in a consistent, dignified manner. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.